0: Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. What a great song. Well done. Again, thank you. Boys and girls ages four years old through fourth grade, head out to Children's Church. Take your Bibles, please, if you will, and turn with me to the book of Ephesians this morning, please. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 17. Paul is as God's chosen writer for this book, uh, giving the message, of course, from God. God says that we as believers, you might remember, we've already looked at this, believers as Christians, we are not to live a lifestyle that the unsaved live. They are lost in their sins. They are spiritually ignorant. They are alienated from God. They have no spiritual life in them whatsoever. They do not have God's spirit indwelling them. And their minds, God says, are darkened. Living in sin, living in ignorance. And God says, Christians, don't live like that. In the next few verses, chapter 4, verses 17 and 19... He tells us that uh, in the verses right after that that follow, he says, "You know, we have accepted Christ. We've we've know, we know the truth, the truth as it is in Jesus Christ. So we've heard the truth, we've believed the truth. We are following Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no reason for us to live in darkness and ignorance." In the following verses, he said, We have been, we have put off the old nature, the old man. It's been, it's gone. Our old fleshly nature with which we were born, that, that dominated our lives. So that's, that's out. That's gone. We've put off the old man and we've become new creatures in Christ Jesus. God has saved us. He's given to us eternal life. He indwells us. He owns us. He guides us. He leads us. He protects us. He's a wonderful heavenly father. And, we know God's truth because God's spirit within teaches us the scriptures. He goes then and beginning at verse 25, he says, Now because you are new creatures, because you have been saved, and you should live like it, here are some some commands that you need to obey, and he begins to give a list of different commands that children that children of God would be expected to obey. He does that all the way through chapter 4, the rest 25, all the way to the end. And then he carries it right over into chapter 5. And in our last message two weeks ago, we looked at the first two verses of chapter 5, and we saw that God here gives us two commands that are linked together. He says, first of all, in verse 1, "...be ye therefore followers of God as dear children." So he says, we are to be imitators of God. As Christians now, in the family of God, with God within us, we have the very nature of God. We, it should seem obvious, it should seem natural, it should, seem, it should be easy to just be an imitator of God, to be a follower of God, to mimic God as His children. That's the first command. The second command was in verse 2, and these are linked together. And as you follow God, as you imitate God as dear children, and along with that then, walk in love even as Christ also loved us and hath given himself an offering and a a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So God says, listen, as you are imitators of me, as you imitate God, he says, now make sure that your relationship with others is what it should be. Love one another, and I've given you a perfect example of how to do that. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In this was manifested the love of God toward us that he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So we just pattern our love for others after the love of God. And then the Bible says Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself for it as the good shepherd. No man taketh my life for me, he said, I lay it down of myself. I have power both to lay it down and I have power to take it again. So God says as you love others, just pattern that love after the greatest example that there ever could be of the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ as... They gave for us, and we, that, that ought to be all the motivation we need, should it not, to love others, as Christ also loved us, verses 1 and 2. Our text this morning is verses 3 through 9, because in verses 3 through 9, God gives us another very important command that we are to obey, and He combines this command, or, or includes in this command, two other commands, could I use the same phrase there? He links together this one main command with two other commands in the text. Follow along, please, as I read our text this morning, Ephesians 5, verses 3 through 9. But fornication, and all uncleanness, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become as saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, "'Nor a covetous man who is an idolater "'hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. "'Let no man deceive you with vain words. "'For because of these things "'cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. "'Be not ye therefore partakers with them. "'For ye were sometimes darkness, "'but now are ye light in the Lord. "'Walk as children of light. "'For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness.' And righteousness in truth. Isn't that interesting? We were told in verses 1 and 2, be followers of God and walk as dear children. Verse 2, walk as dear children. Now in verse 8, he gives us another command, has that word walk in it. It's a major command. Walk as children of light. It was in verse 2, walk in love. Now God says, and while you walk in love, make sure that you walk as children of light. What does that mean? If somebody were to come up to you today and say, are you walking as a child of light? Are you walking in the light? Are you walking as a a child of light? How would you answer that question? What would you say? Well, to answer that question, you, you better know what it means. As I left the office again this morning, I said, Heavenly Father, Your Word said it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I just want to be faithful today as I preach Your Word. It's really pretty simple, Father, to be faithful. All I have to do is say this is what You say, and this is what You mean, and this is how we apply it to our lives. So this morning, I want us to look at this, this simple command of huge importance, walk as children of light. First of all, this morning, what does that mean? What does it mean to walk as children of light? And then secondly, why should Christians walk as children of light? Then obviously the third question is, so how do we do that? What does it mean to walk as a child of light? Why should we do that? And how can we do that? First of all, then, please, what does it mean to walk as children of light? Look at verse 8 again, please. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The best way to explain, I believe, what that means is we're going to see that there's, there's two contrasting words here. There's, this, this, this walking as children of light is contrasted with two things in this text, okay? And one of them starts with the letter D. It's the word disobedience. If we understand what this text is about this theme of disobedience, we will understand what it means to walk as children of light. The other word also starts with a D, It's the word darkness. We see these two words in this passage in this text, disobedience and darkness. Now, as we understand what this is all about, this thing of, what is this disobedience theme here? What is this darkness theme here? As we see that, as we come to understand it, we will say, whoa, what a tremendous contrast then in what it means to walk as children of light. Would you look please, first of all, at verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. There's that first D. B. excuse me, let no Man, trick you, deceive you, fool you with vain, empty words, useless words. Because, because of these things, we'll talk about that later, what does that mean? Because of these things, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Children of disobedience do not walk as children of light. We've seen this phrase before. In fact, go back to chapter 2. Go back to chapter 2. We saw this phrase, children of disobedience, before. We saw it back in chapter 2. You say, when... Many months ago, amen? Many months ago. Verses 1 and 2, Ephesians 2. And you, Christian, hath he quickened, made alive, who were, when you were lost, dead in trespasses and sins. wherein, in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the, together please, children of disobedience, Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation, our lifestyle, our manner of life in times past before we were saved, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature a chorn of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, what did He do? He saved us. So when you look at those first few verses of Ephesians chapter 2, you see there, there's this theme of of, of What were we before we were saved? And 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 God's God's word is dead, absolutely separated from God, totally ignorant of spiritual truth, void of God's spirit, walking according to the world, the enticements of the world, walking according to the dictates of our sinful flesh walking according to the promptings and suggestions of Satan, we were basically, sum it all up, he says, you were dead in your sins, and as dead people, you were basically children of disobedience. Now listen, unsaved people, they don't understand that. They think, most unsaved people think, everything's fine. Life is great. Life is fun most of the time. Life's exciting most of the time. And I just really am happy with myself. I feel good about myself. Oh, listen, I mean, I know I'm not really perfect, but I'm who's perfect anyway, okay? But everything's okay, everything's fine, and they just go from day to day to day. That's just how they live. What did Jesus say it's going to be like, especially in the last days? It's going to be like it was in the time of Noah. Then she'll be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. By the way, anything wrong with eating, yes or no? Not if you, eat, not if you don't eat too much. Eat bad stuff. Anything wrong with drinking? Not if you don't drink the wrong stuff. Anything wrong with getting married? Not if you're married to the right person. But if it's just eating and drinking and getting married and living a good life and then retiring and dying, there's more to life than that. But unsaved people, they don't have that figured out. They are children of disobedience. The, The will of God is not in their thinking. The word of God has no pull on them. They just basically do that which is right in their own eyes. Just enjoy the good life all you can. You know, you only go around once in life, so you got to just grab for all the gussle you can get in and just, just eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you die. Children of disobedience. And yet God says, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So if you want to understand what it means to walk as children of light, Just get a good hold on what does it mean to be children of disobedience because it's just the opposite. It's caring about the word of God. It is caring about the will of God. It is having an earnest desire, a a passion to want to know the will of God in every detail of life as found, of course, in the word of God. That I might glorify the one who loved me and gave himself for me. That's walking in the light. That's walking as children of light. And that's not characteristic of unsaved people. Number two. Would you look at verse 8? Go back to chapter 5. Look at verse 8. Walking as children of light we saw is contrasted with walking as children of disobedience. Now what about the other D? Walking as children of light is contrasted with ye were sometimes in darkness. Verse 8, please. For ye were sometimes darkness. Would you answer the question, please, out loud? When were we darkness? When? Before we were saved. All of us. Ye were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So what is darkness all about in the Bible? Darkness speaks of spiritual blindness. Darkness speaks of ignorance. Darkness speaks of sin. And darkness is always, therefore, a characteristic of the life of a person who has never been saved. It's life without God. It's life outside of Jesus Christ. Or put it this way, it's life with Jesus Christ on the outside. Well, now, what does the Bible say about Jesus Christ? Well, all kinds of things about him regarding our text, context. John 8, what is it? I think verse 4 or 7, somewhere in there, Jesus said, I am the light of the... World, Did you know, do you know what he said right after that? He said, "I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not." Can you do? Can you come with me? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Well, not walk in darkness? But shall have the light of life. An unsafe person, a child of disobedience, he walks in darkness. Why? Because he doesn't have. Christ as his Savior. He, he Jesus said, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So Christ is on the outside. Life without Christ. Go back to chapter, if you will please, chapter two, uh, 4 again. And look at verse 18. Let's read 17 and 18. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding, next word please, darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the, next word, the blindness, the darkness of their hearts, darkness, characteristic of our past life, characteristic of every unsafe person, light, In opposition to that, light speaks of Jesus Christ. Light in the Bible speaks of truth. Light in the Bible speaks of righteousness. And that is to be characteristic of our present life as a Christian. And and see, that's, that's what this walking as children of light is all about. It's not walking in spiritual darkness, along with disobedience, therefore. It's walking in the light, the light of Christ, the light of God's truth. The light of righteousness. Oh, we won't be there long, of course, but keep a finger here. Go to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. I cannot, I cannot preach. I thought I could, but I can't. I can't preach through Ephesians 5, our text, without looking at 1 John 1. Because we're supposed to walk as children of light. Here's a great parallel passage. 1 John 1, verses 5 and following. This then is the message which you have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with the other. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. I was going to stop there. Let's not go to verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. This is Christians now. If we say we have no sin, we don't even have a sin nature, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins because Christians can and do sins, we ought not, but we can. If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and He's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then He says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. What's this passage all about? It's all about light and darkness. God is light and in God is no darkness whatsoever. So if we're going to say, I'm in fellowship with God, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I'm a Christian, I've been born again, listen, then God says, then the sin's got to be out of your life. You can't have fellowship with Christ who is light while you have fellowship with Satan and the world and the flesh, which is all about darkness. It's like one or the other. Take your pick. Now go back to our text, Ephesians chapter 5. Light speaks of Jesus Christ. It speaks of truth. It speaks of righteousness. That's what our life should be all about. Look at verse 8 again. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Look, we're no longer children of disobedience. We're no longer living in darkness. We are now children of light. And you know what God says? Okay, if you are in the light, if you receive the light, if you know the light, then walk as children of light. It's not that hard to figure out. Go back to We're in our text. Look at verses 3 through 5. But fornication, all uncleanness, covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saint. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Verse 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient. Look at, if you will, please, verse 5. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor a covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. I mean, these are these are a list of terrible sins, and I'm not going to go through and explain every single one. They're really pretty self-explanatory. These sins—they're—they're—it's they're, all darkness. It's all against the word of God. It's all no place for Jesus Christ. It's all about self. It's all about pleasure. It's all about Me, myself, and I, and a good life. Just enjoying all the pleasure you can. Satisfying your own desires, whatever they are. And God says, listen, that's what you used to be. You were sometimes darkness. Living without the life of Jesus Christ. That's all past tense. You're saved. So walk as children of light. Go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians, if you will, please, for just 1 Corinthians chapter 6. There's a parallel passage with a fairly long list of sins. You say, why are you going there? You'll see. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Look at verse 11, and don't ever miss this. Don't forget this. And such were some of you. Amen? All the people listed here, all these kind of sins, they can all be forgiven and people can be saved. Such were some of you. But, he said, you are washed You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Don't be deceived. People who continually, habitually live in these sins and others, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. But he says, listen, praise the Lord, such were some of you. You used to be those things. But now you've been saved. You've been justified. You've been redeemed. You've been delivered. You've been sanctified. Go back to our text. Same message we got in Ephesians 5. All there's a, there's a list of a whole bunch of sins. And after these list of sins, God says, you were sometimes darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Secondly, this morning, briefly, please, why should Christians... Walk as children of light. Why should we do that? There are two main reasons. There are more, but there are two main reasons given in our text. The first one is found in verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness. Look at this phrase. Let it not be once named among you as become a saints. And then he gives a whole bunch more sins. We've already read them. So whether these sins and any sin whatsoever, first of all, God says, It is inappropriate for a Christian to live like that. It's inappropriate. It's out of place. Look at it again, please. Last phrase of verse 3. Let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. You know, when a Christian lives like an unsaved person, it ought to be so obvious. It's just not appropriate. This is out of place. He says, as becometh saints. What does this word becometh means? It means literally not suitable. It means not proper. It's not fitting. It's not becoming. There's some things that just don't match. I'll be careful what I say here, and I'm not going to be too specific, okay? I don't have the book uh, dress for Success memorized. <laughs> okay. There are companies today, when you go join a company, you work for a company, they give you a book entitled Dress for Success. And they say, as an employee in our company, that's how we want you to dress. Included in that book are the colors that don't go well together. They don't now don't be looking around church while I'm saying this. This is not the time to go. <laughs> Okay, that's not that time. But there are some colors they say just do not match. You say, do you ever see them? Yeah, I've seen some this morning. You say, who? Never tell you in a million years. I'll get you will never get it out of me. I'm sitting here a little while ago and think, whoo, man, this was a man. I thought, if he only knew that those three main colors do not go together. They're not becoming. They don't match. They don't fit. You say, I don't care. Okay, now listen, that's fine. If you want to go through life not caring, that's all right. That's all right, that's fine. But it matters to some people. It's not the most important thing in the world. It's not everything in life. But I'm just saying there are some colors that just don't match. They... Oh, and then, and then you know, do they still do this, these ladies? For a while, you know, there's always big. There's always these big things with, I, I get a charge of all these things for ladies. I'm not going to mention all the different things, but, you know, all these different things they can sell. So you post that? No. They go to each other's houses, and they go to these parties, and they, they sell these things, and they get their points, and then they give all their money to so-and-so, and then two months later now, he's, she's got a party, and now she's selling this, and all the same friends come to the same party, and they spend their money getting all that stuff. You know, they just kind of trade their money is what they do. They all get rich off each other or poor one or the other. There was this thing several years ago where, I can't remember. I wish I should have studied this thing first. But, you know, there was certain, it was either clothes or makeup or something. It was like, are you a spring lady or a fall lady? You ladies, can you relate to this? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, well, she's winter. Uh-huh, no, she's definitely a summer lady. So if you're a summer lady, then these clothes go best with you or this makeup goes best with you. Am I getting close, Bonnie? I hope I am, Okay. Because if you're a winter lady, I mean, what's a winter lady? Winter snow? Does that mean she's pale and sick like she's going to die? I don't know. And she's a winter lady, so she needs to wear this color makeup. She needs to wear these color clothes. And if she wears the right kind of makeup, right color makeup, right color clothes, it is—it just match, it just fits. It's so becoming. It just makes her look so good. So come to our party and spend a few hundred bucks, and we'll get you cleaned up. Okay? Now, listen, you know what God says? Look at verse 3. Fornication, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. There are some things they just don't match up for Christian living. Would you say amen to that, please? They just don't match. And I hate to say this, it grieves my soul. But with every passing year, there are more things that Christians say, I don't have a problem with that, There's anything wrong with that. It's like over a period of time, I just sit in my office sometimes and I just, I literally cry. I think how far we have come today in our country amongst God's people who should know better. Who do all kinds of things that really only unsafe people should do those things. And God says, let them even not be once, not even one time named among believers. So we have to decide, are we going to live like that or what? It's a wonderful way to live. You know my favorite verses. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them in rose again. How many times have you heard me say as pastor, it is not a sacrifice to be a Christian. It is the greatest privilege in the world. Amen? If that means there's something that an unsafe person can do and have a whole lot of fun, but it's wrong. And why would I want to do that? It's not appropriate. It doesn't match. It doesn't fit. And then look at also something else here. Look at verse 6. Here's another good reason to walk as children of light. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, all those things mentioned, the wrath of, for all, because of all these things, cometh the wrath of God, notice please, upon the children of disobedience. Oh, quickly, go back to chapter 2. Look at verse 3. Remember we saw this earlier? Unsaved people, dead in trespasses and sins, living according to the world, the flesh and the devil. Verse 3. Among whom also we all had our lifestyle conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, filling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of, out loud please, wrath, even as others. You say, what's the point? Go back to Ephesians 5. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Here's another reason to walk as children of light. Now listen carefully. You say, I don't know if I'm going to believe what you're going to tell me because you're going to tell me now that that if 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 I don't live as a child of light like I should, then I'm going to lose my salvation and face the wrath of God and go to hell. I'm not preaching that, so don't go to sleep in the next couple of minutes. I am saying... One of the greatest reasons that a Christian should walk as a child of light is because we ought to thank God that we will never face the wrath of God because we're saved. Because the people who continually do all these things in this chapter and all the other things in the Bible that are sin, it's not all inclusive. They don't have a clue. But the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. In Revelation 21, what is it, verse 15? Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The Bible talks a lot more about hell than it does about heaven. Oh, man, that word condemnation. They're children of wrath. Don't ever forget John 3, 36. What did Jesus say? He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. That is pretty serious. Would you agree? I'll I'll read it. You want to turn to it fast? First, I think it's second. Second Thessalonians, please. Chapter 1. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1. Verses seven, eight, and nine. This is scary, folks, but it's real. And to you, Christians, who are troubled with and to you, Christians who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. And that what's the next word? Obey. They're children of disobedience. They don't obey. They didn't obey the gospel to be saved. Jesus is coming in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Folks, aren't you glad that doesn't? that's not for you? To think of burning in hell forever and ever and ever and ever for all eternity because you lived in disobedience to the gospel of Christ. You never just repented of sin and, and joyfully, gladly thank God for Jesus Christ, his person, son of God, his death, his burial, his resurrection. We could be saved by his shed blood. You say, I never experienced that. I just never trusted Christ. I never obeyed the gospel. God says, it's eternal hell. And then you think about, what about a Christian? John 3, 16, 17, and 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Listen to verse 18. He that believeth on him, Jesus Christ, is not condemned. Not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. I'm so thankful for that. Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. John 4.25, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You know what that means? We will never experience the wrath of God. No longer condemned, because we're saved. And listen, that ought to be all the motivation we need to walk as a child of light. Would you agree? What kind of motivation do we need? It's right in our text. Go back to Ephesians 5. We've obeyed the gospel. We've received Christ. We're walking as children of light. So that leads us to our last point. How can we walk as children of light? How do we do it? I just want to give you two thoughts. Number one, we need to say a firm no to sin. Are you a Christian? You don't have to raise your hand. If you died today, would you go to heaven? Have you been saved the Bible way? You say, yes, I have. I've been born again. I'm in the family of God. I'm a believer in Christ. Okay, then if you want to walk as a child of light, God says, then just say no to sin. You say, where do you see that in the text? How about verse 7? Look at verse 7. Right before our main verse, 8. Be not ye, Christians, be not ye partakers with them. You say, what does that mean, partakers? The word partakers means a sharer. Literally, in the Greek New Testament, a sharer. A participant, a partner. So God says, you want to you walk it for the next verse? You were some, Because you were sometimes darkness, now your light in the Lord walks sure of light. What's it all based on? Don't be a partaker of these sins. Just say no. Say no to sin. Psalm 119, verse 9, 10, 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy, you know verse 11. Say it together. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. I love Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Out loud, please. What does it mean, consent thou not? Just say no. It's a little short word. Not a lot of Christians saying that word anymore. It's about yes to everything now. No, God, so you got going to have to say no. Be not ye partakers with them. So you learn the word of God. you study the scriptures. God's will is revealed in God's word. And God says, this is what's right. Do it. And we say, we'll do it. God says, this is wrong. We say, I'm not doing that. It's wrong. Just say no. Do not be a sharer, a participant, a partaker with them. Just say no. And by the way... When you start living like that, it becomes easier every day. It'll never be always easy. But once you start giving in and cutting corners and compromising and doing wrong things, and you say, well, I didn't get, I did that last week, uh, as far as I know. In fact, I even got a raise at work. Everything's going better than I thought. You know, hey, listen, I get it. Okay, then the next time, another, yeah, no problem. You know, I got by with that. Okay. this just how you start living. You get, you get really careless. There's another word in the back, sliding back, away from God. God says, no, you can't can't be like that. Just do not be a partaker, a sharer with them. They are all children of disobedience. They are walking in darkness. Their eyes are spiritually blinded. They one day are going to face the wrath of God. But that's not you. That's not you. You've been saved. So just say no to sin. And then finally, look at verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. I want to read verses 6, 7, 8, and 9. And I think verse 9 will make good sense. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk. As children of light, parentheses. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. You say, what does that mean? Close your Bibles, please, and look up this way. The only way that we can walk as children of light is to be controlled by God's Spirit. And the things mentioned in verse 9 will become a part of our moment-by-moment life. Righteousness, goodness, God's truth. Be filled with the Spirit. Be controlled by God's Spirit. Be dominated by God's Spirit. So instead of listening to our fleshly nature, instead of watching the enticements of the world, instead of listening to Satan's promptings, And saying yes to sin, God says, just turn that around. And listen to the voice of God's spirit down deep in your soul. And you do what he tells you to do. You yield to him. You follow his promptings. You obey him. So you say no to sin. You say yes to God's spirit. And you know what you're doing? You're walking as children of light. And as we look back, whether it's looking back over a day, a week, a month, a year, or a lifetime, for whatever spiritual success we've ever enjoyed, we will say, I know it wasn't me because I know myself all too well. It had to be God's Spirit through God's Word speaking to me, and I yielded to Him. Bow your heads, please, if you will. I hope today Ephesians 5, verses 3 through 9 make good sense. I hope we know today what God has said here. I hope today we know what this means. And along with that, I hope today that God will help us apply these important truths To our everyday living. Not just on Sunday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday night, all through the work week. Then comes the weekend, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and you start all over on Monday morning. Every second, Every minute, every hour, every day, all week long, walking as children of light. You know what that is? It's just living what we are, a child of God. Living what we are, no longer condemned. Living what we are, knowing God's truth and light and not living in darkness, because we've been saved. Father, I pray today that you would help us to be able to see how this works in our lives. With so many things out there. It's always been that way. It's always going to be like that, Father. We know so many things out there, the enticements of this world, all the pleasures, the fun things, the material things, the dreams, the desires, and then our old fleshly nature. It's selfish, it's self-centered. Wants to be pampered and satisfied. Then there's our adversary, the devil, who walks around as a roaring lion, seeking to lead us wrong astray. Father, we need your help. Help us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Help us, Father, to take the armor that you've provided and put it on. that We might truly walk as children of light Give us a desire, I pray, in the, in the heart of every person in this place today. Lord, may all of us have this inner desire to be what we are. We're saints, holy ones. We should live, Father, as that which is becoming of saints. Holy ones, cleansed ones, help us to do that. Not only for our good, but especially for the glory of our Savior. We pray in His name. Amen. Would you stand, please? In our church, we close with an invitation. We don't try to make it a highly emotional time. I don't tell, tell any uh, tear-jerking stories. We don't bring in some kind of band or something to kind of rev up people's emotions, get people to just do what they're, whatever, whatever they feel emotional about. Just, It's a time for you to say, look, we invite you to say, Father, you've spoken me today through your word. You have given me a message in my heart today. Say, Father, I'm so glad I came to church because I needed this message, and this is what I needed. And you, you, tell God, you speak to Him. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, I mean, if you if you really do not know today, if you died, where would you go? That there's nothing more important than that. Then you say, God, I'm not, I don't I, I try to understand this, but it doesn't really apply to me, I guess. But Lord, I, I do I, I I need to be saved. Listen, if that's you today, with our heads bowed and a piano playing a verse of a song. We, we, we urge you to step out to an aisle here and just come and say, Pastor, could I talk to somebody? Let somebody go into a Sunday school room and take the Bible and show you God's simple plan of salvation and you can trust the Lord and be saved today. That's the most important thing. As a Christian today, where are you in your relationship with the Lord? Are you walking... As a child of light, you say, oh, "I got a problem here with this." Okay, now's the time to talk about. It. If I can help you, if somebody here today needs a word from the pastor, you can come on, meet me here. Somebody's been saved, never baptized. You want to talk about being baptized? You want to talk about that? Somebody's been visiting our church, and you you want to talk about joining our church? You know, whatever the need is, you know, whatever. Now, as our pianist plays, if I can help you, you come and see me here. Otherwise, just bow your heads and pray, and then we'll close our service. Okay. just one more verse please take time to be holy speak off with our Lord spend much time in secret with Jesus alone be holy live like a saint a holy one This last phrase, could I help anyone personally? Anyone today? I'm so glad you came to church this morning. I hope that you're glad that you are here. I know we're looking forward to tonight. I hope you can come back tonight at 6 o'clock. Be a blessing with Brother Matthew Wilkerson with us. And Brother Michael, if you will, please, close in prayer. Would you do that, please?